it's time once again to take a journey. So turn on the lights, pull your chair up, get a little closer to the computer, and get ready, because the journey's about to begin. You find yourself alone late at night, driving in the mountains of North Carolina. You're lost, you think to yourself, but no, something is calling you. Something is drawing you in. You turn your radio on, and there it is. A faint station, wafting in and out of the static of the night. A man named Eric, running a show called The Midnight Cafe, calls to you. The conversation seems strange at first, but as you listen, as his voice fades in and out of the static, you realize this is where you were meant to be. This is what you were meant to listen to. For the next two hours, you and I will take a journey. Because I am Eric, and this is the Midnight Cafe. We will take a journey that takes us from the normal, well, all the way through to the paranormal and beyond. We'll talk about the knowns and the unknowns, and everything in between. And together, perhaps we'll make a little sense out of this crazy world we all live in. Join us tonight and every Saturday night from 7 o'clock till, well, till whenever. here somewhere <laughs> at a gas station well as at a truck stop pretty much <laughs> so tonight with us is our special guest mad dog <laughs> yeah, yeah. taking the show on the road unexpectedly <laughs> and guys i have not yet to get my uh, youtube thing open yet so give me one second i'll be able to at least see all you pretty comments and see what's going on Oh boy, so I don't know if any of you guys saw the post from last week, but we have just we cannot get away from these technical difficulties. Um, last week we were trying to do it remotely, and the streaming key did not uh, did not do as it should. So that's why we did not have a show last week. But I have put together one. I've got it all together. I've gotten it to Mister Mad Dog to upload, so you can still relive the past. Yes. Hey, actually, uh, we didn't have time to talk about this before the show because we were kind of busy. But uh, I take it you got in and, and logged in through the, the YouTube page? I did, yes. Awesome. Welcome to co-ownership. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Celebration. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how's your week been, Eric? I know we've both been busy. Anything yeah, crazy? super busy. Um, you know, life sometimes gets in the way of fun. There's no doubt about that. Uh, started off okay, accelerated rapidly, and then felt like it hit a brick wall uh, with all the joy that that would involve, pretty much. So Friday, I bounced back a little bit, and today I was out on a mission, a classified mission, all the way to the Kentucky border from where I live. So that is why uh, I am not back in the captain's chair right now. Need to uh, queue up some, uh, queue up some secret mission movie or some secret mission music for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. All right, well, I just got this open now, and I'm going to follow up with these comments. Jordan B., good to see you. Night Owl, poor man's way, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Can y'all hear Eric and everything okay? Hopefully. Hopefully y'all hear us. Yeah, hopefully y'all hear us. It says it's streaming. Cool. Oh, celebrate good times, so we're good there. Oh. Well, good yeah. enough. Well, um, <laughs> the only thing I really have for news this week, it's actually old news. I was going to do it last week. But this is the coolest thing I've ever seen 
as far as video capture wise. Okay. Let me get it set up here. All right. Get it playing. Uh, are they saying they can hear? Yeah, they are. They saying they can hear me? Yeah, yeah. They said that they could for. Okay. At some point, I might get brave enough to try to pull up YouTube on my phone here and, and try to oh, go, okay. you know, be able to read the comments. Right now, I don't have comments, but I won't mess with that quite yet because I don't want to lose the connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I don't see it right now because I got this video up, but we figured out how to broadcast video to you guys. So I want to show you the news clip for this. Let me pull this up. That should be popping up. Nope, that's me. This is Windows Capture. There we go. Aha, it worked. <laughs> so this is this happened in Massachusetts, I believe. But they caught an actual ghost on nanny cam, and they said that the ghost scratched the baby. The ghost, the baby getting scratched is not on the video, but this is the ghost walking through it. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. man. I wish I had the video up here. You'll yeah, have to tell me afterwards. You. Show me what, what you see. Yeah, so basically what it shows is it shows the... You can see the silhouette walk away. Did you guys see that? It's crazy. But it's a very good, uh, it doesn't look like a full, like a full body. It's just a massive cloud. So, yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys because I didn't know who all had seen it. So it's showing a picture of a, uh, like an entity crowd in, in the kid's room? It's actually a video. Wow. You can see the entity walking across the front of the door or in front of the baby. It's very Great. clear, too. Well, that's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, it's kind of what we're going to be talking about later on is what lies on the other side. So I guess that could definitely be one of the possibilities. It's certainly a creepy one. And obviously, if it's, uh, if it's uh, something that's, you know, evil, well, that's just freaky. Yeah, that's a little scary. So um, let's see. Do have one other piece of uh, news that I'd like to talk about if you got a sec? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Um, so obviously no pictures or anything uh, because I'm, I'm sitting in my car right now. But uh, uh, Elon Musk, you know, I love to talk about SpaceX. I think I got a giant, you know what, for SpaceX going on here. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting paid by him. You must be. You're yeah, right. Yes. Please, please notice me and give me money. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Hell, give me a seat. I'm going to Mars. Uh, <laughs> no, Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX, well, they had another uh, milestone. They, you know, they have the, I think it's called the Starliner. That's going to be the big ship that takes them to the moon and to Mars and beyond. Uh, massive ship. I mean, this thing is massive. But uh, they've been putting up, uh, putting it together here for a while, you know, the first uh, prototype. And uh, they had a setback about a month and a half ago, I think we covered on the show, where high winds knocked over the, the landing capsule the, that they were building. And uh, so that set them back a little bit. But the good news is uh, it's, um, it's back up and it works because they were able to test the hopper function of it, which is to launch, uh, you know, go airborne, move, you know, one direction or the other several hundred. Uh -oh. I don't know. I don't have the paperwork in front of me to see exactly how far they went and land successfully. And this thing is huge, dude. It's like, I'm talking like 10, like an oil tank size. You know, though you're driving on the highway, you see the, the giant oil tank reservoirs. Yeah. All right. Freaking thing is like almost that big, but much taller. It's huge. So, you, uh, it, I can probably pull up a picture of it here. Okay, yeah, I mean it's it's impressive. It's it like it looks like a, a movie prop at this point, but I assure you, 
it's the real deal. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. I found that to be interesting. I heard about that this week, saw a couple pictures of it, but again, don't, don't have time to get back to the house in time for the show. So excuse me. Um, that was cool. I thought that was cool. That's my space news for this week. Cause you know me, I love my space news. That's actually some pretty good space news. Yeah. Oh, there's another piece actually come to think of space news. Cause I heard this uh, actually while I was driving earlier today on, on one of the news stations. Uh, the Israeli lunar lander, you know how they launched a couple weeks ago? We talked about how yeah. they had SpaceX actually launched their lander into orbit. And uh, they had had a little bit of a malfunction, but they have actually made it to lunar orbit. So that's, uh, you know, that you would think that's the hard part. But the hard part is that they're going to slowly land this thing. And remember we talked about their idea is they're going to, instead of, like plunging through the atmosphere, they're going to allow the very limited gravity on the moon to slowly bring the lander down till it's almost at the ground, and then they're going to fire a very small amount of fuel to slow it down so it can land softly. Right. So uh, it'll. I think it's still going to be another month or two before it actually lands on the surface, but it has successfully made lunar orbit. So that was that's pretty cool. I couldn't okay. imagine being the person in charge of that. They probably not sleeping for two months. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Like, I just puckered, you know what, from here until it's done. Yeah, that's just brutal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that's, I mean, that's just crazy to me. I don't know. Mm. I wonder what made him go that route. I mean, I wonder. I mean, we successfully landed was, uh, the other way so many times. My, my understanding is the reason they decided to do it that way was uh, cost. So, uh, uh, to launch weight into orbit i think a pound costs like twenty thousand dollars so every pound costs so if you're going to bring a thousand pounds of fuel on top of a thousand pound spacecraft that's where you're getting robbed so because there's no humans on board and they're not in a huge um you know rush to get down there well then they can do that very slowly and, and by letting the gravity pull it in real slow they save a ton of money on uh, you know, deorbiting basically all the fuel they would use to drop it out of orbit, uh, you know, under under thrust. I guess. I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, Jordan B just piped up and said yesterday Japan used one of their spacecraft to drop an explosive on an asteroid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that too. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so uh, they, man, you know, it's crazy what's going on in this world. There's so much going on when it comes to space. It's hard to keep track of it all. But you're right. I do recall reading something about that. So they, they have a a. a probe that they sent out to an asteroid and this asteroid, they have like this is really cool, so they had like a couple little mini landers and a couple of those landed and they fired bullets into the ground to try to get samples up into the lander and then the lander is going to shoot back up to the orbiter and then come back to Earth, so we're going to have a genuine sample from, a, uh, from an asteroid isn't that kind of cool? That is cool, that's amazing so that's most likely a, a rock that came from another solar system or another part of the galaxy. You know, it could, could have been traveling from the far side of the Milky Way since before the dawn of creation. And it just happened to be cruising in our neighborhood at this point in time. And we we're able to peel off a chunk. So that's amazing. That is yeah. kind of cool, man. And last, last week's show was actually about the solar system as uh, our, our good buddy, Scotty Maddeo. He, uh, he knows a lot about it. So. I'm excited to get that got posted for you guys. Um, yeah. It's been kind of a long process, so we'll get it posted hopefully by the end of the weekend. You, you, you were able to find it? 
yeah, I was able to find it. I was able to put it together. It, it saved it as a weird file extension, so my, the computer wasn't seeing it. Ah, uh, okay, That's cool. why I couldn't find it, so. Huh. Technical, we've got to love the technicalities, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight's show, we were talking about, and I think we're going to just, we're going to discuss life after death. Yeah. If we feel like it's there. Um, and when I'm, immediately when I think of life after death, I think of near-death experiences. I think of kind of the experience that revolves around death. Yeah, you? well, um, so, yeah, this is not, uh, we're not coming at this from any one particular angle, and we kind of want to have your opinions in on this, but uh, life after death, you know, what is on the other side? You know, we can talk the religious aspect, we can talk about a lot of different religions talking about what goes on. You know, the Indians, not the Indians, native Indians, the, the India Indians, they, uh, they're their belief system says that you're you're reincarnated over and over again, and you become different life forms here on the planet. You may not necessarily not be a human next time around. Maybe you're a dog or a cat or a, a worm or a, a gnat. Who knows? I don't know if I believe that, but I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to believe, and that's the that's the really interesting part about this discussion is that what do we got? You know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we really don't. The only thing, the only way to find out is to go there, and uh, you're never coming back to tell anyone about it. So once you're there, you're there. Well, if the Chinese are right, then you are. <laughs> you just don't remember. <laughs> right, you know. It's, well, it's, there's it's been countless stories, and I, I wish I would have thought about to pull up, where a six-year-old child has specific memories of parents and brothers and sisters and homes and, like, addresses and stuff. Yeah, that... Um, that, that do not exist, you know, in his current life. Pretty major phenomena that that yeah you're, what you're talking about there is actually it's not an isolated case no, it no, appears that of yeah children up to a certain age seem to have a recollection of uh of previous lives and some of them are quite detailed i, I know i read one where the guy uh the young man was uh he, that he died uh, he was afraid of fire because he told his parents he had died in a fire before and got as he got older, they asked him more about it. He was able to identify people that he served with in World War II. He was able to tell them how he died, exactly the conditions, and he even knew the type of plane that he was flying. and And they were able to verify that some of these people that he were talking about were still alive. Wow. So just insane, man. We'll, we'll have to do a show on that one night because that's that's almost incredible to think. Because I mean, that would support reincarnation of some sorts or a cycle, you know. That's just just blows me away. It really does. So, um, we got some comments coming in here. Uh, All right, you slave. Glad to see you. Says greetings, everyone. Apologize for leaving so abruptly last weekend, but the temperature here in Destin dropped below fifty degrees. <laughs> I declared a state of emergency. <laughs> I wish my excuse was that good, audio slave. That's not a good. I should have come up with that. Telling you. So, Night Owl, she's saying, hey, she asked about Skype. We do have Skype open. The address is a little bit different. I realize it's a little small and hard to see, but instead of live at the Midnight Cafe, it is live Midnight Cafe 01. We had to switch it up a little bit. Um, Michael Root, it's good to see you. says, most people in India also believe cowpea is medicine. It really <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so Man, I spent a hundred bucks on a vial. Some guy sold me last week. What the heck? <laughs> I've been paying top dollar for that. <laughs> uh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the what's the show? Oh god, man, dodgeball. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> what, what was that line out of there? That was a great. Oh man, 
<laughs> Do I have to drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile and I like the taste. That <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I got all Oh, oh gosh. Lord. All right, so just a little random pick of some people walking on kind of clouds. I don't know. We'd love to hear from you guys out there. What are your thoughts on what happens after you die? Do you think there's a life after death? What do you think, man? You know, I don't know. Um, How about this? What do you want to believe? I, I actually like the idea of reincarnation. Um, yeah, me too. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff that I look up on near-death experiences just because uh, the near-death experiences are funny to me because they're all very similar in, in the experience. Yeah. And each culture kind of has a different ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's always made me think about it. I'm not sure. I'd really like to, if I had to choose, like I wanted to believe something, I would want to believe in reincarnation. I would want to believe in the fact that like each life you get better and better. So when I come back, maybe I'll be a billionaire next life. You know what I mean? I like that thought. Do you suppose maybe it's not because I, I want to believe that too. In fact, I, I uh, putting religion aside, I do believe that we start off probably as a primitive life form, move our way up to humanity. But I believe that you know maybe one every once in a while somebody makes it through on the first try and, and gets it right. But I believe. A lot of us, um, life is all about trial and error, about the the uh, the good and evil, you know, that lies in each of us. Because every man is capable of great evil, but every man is also capable of great good. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but wonder if maybe this isn't some sort of a uh, a test, you know, that we go through this life over and over again until we learn humanity. We learn, you know, we learn to be compassionate. We learn to be, you know, what I mean, man. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, actually, I love that thought. I mean, I love it. Haven't you ever, and again, I feel this way about myself, but I feel sometimes like I've known people. Like, I feel like I'm an old soul. I have since I was young. Mm. Since I was in high school, I felt like I was an old soul. Like, I, I just felt like I was older than everyone around me, even when I wasn't. And I couldn't help but wonder if maybe that is because this is the fourth, fifth, or 500th time around, and yeah. I'm still not getting it right. I'm still missing some some secret ingredient that uh, allows me to move on and moving on. I don't know what that is for, you know, that we, we don't really know what our meaning of our existence is. So we don't know what comes next, but I like to think that this is some kind of a test. This is some kind of a training ground where, you know, I don't know. That's, I probably sound crazy, but that's, that's where I'm at. And I'm right there with you. I love that belief. we got a couple people chiming in. Um, Audio Slave said one of his CB radios got fried last night. Maybe oh, back. dude. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. That's not good. Um, let's see. Audio Slave says, as a kid, there was a movie entitled The Reincarnation of Peter Powell. Does anyone remember that flick? I've not seen that flick. No, I don't remember that one. Um, Jordan B. popped up and said he thinks he'd seen it. Um, I had not. What was it about, Audio Slave? I'm imagination. Imagining its reincarnation. Right? Yeah. Well, then that, that, I mean, if you're talking about life after death, then what do we think the near-death experiences are? Well, I think it's just the first step towards the next phase. You know, people talk about the light at the end of the tunnel, and I've even heard somebody compare that to uh, exiting the womb. That you literally going, you might literally, your your soul your, is just being recycled right out of this life and into the next. With that no... Wow. You know, that's I've heard people say that that's the light at the end of the tunnel. They feel like they're going through the tunnel and that's 
them exiting the womb. And it's it's entirely possible, obviously. We don't have any way to know whether it is or it isn't. But it's an interesting analogy that perhaps we don't go, we don't exit this world and die on the table or wherever it is we go and, and you know, pop into heaven and have a quick conversation with God about, all right, you know, so you, you did this good stuff, great. <laughs> I totally screwed up. Remember that time you ran somebody over? Yeah, that that's get your enough. butt back down there. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to throw you back down there. This time we're not gonna let you have a driver's license, and we'll see how you do. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you did this last time. This in this life you're a drunk. You, you just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the life I'm living right now. Apparently, is the you know. Well, you quit halfway through. I don't know if we're going to call that a good enough or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's an interesting theory because everyone refers to hell on earth, so maybe that's maybe we got the right premise. We just don't have the right uh, right spectrum. Maybe hell is having to come back. <laughs> well, I actually feel like this is purgatory. I think that that earth or our lives is purgatory because what is purgatory? You know, if if heaven is all good and hell is all evil, uh, and and hell is full of evil people and heaven's full of good people then what else can we call Earth but the place in between where uh, there's a little of each and, you know, it's it's up to us to navigate that minefield and, you know, not be evil and try to be good. Hmm. That's actually a very interesting perspective. Um, this is going to be a very philosophical show, I have a feeling, because this yeah. is, you know, this is what, what is on the other side. And I, I hope everyone, I, I can't read your comments. Like I said, I will try here at the halfway point. But uh, I hope everyone will chime in with their own thoughts because – the deeper you dig into what you you believe. Now, I want people to just take the religious stuff and set it aside. Right. And I want them to just think about what what do they think? You know, you can certainly use religion as the basis of your beliefs, but explore in your mind and ask yourself what you think. And that's yes. what I'm kind of curious to feel. And I would love to hear that from everyone out there, because like Eric said, everyone has their own their own feeling about it, their own view on it. And it makes yeah. it just so much more interesting. So, you know, think about it. So if the first time you come through and, and you're greedy and you're terrible and, you know, or maybe you, you know, you're a murderer. Let's, you know, I don't know what, but whatever it is that, think of the 12 deadly sins, you know, I'm sorry, the seven deadly sins. But think of those things and think, is that where, like, if you fail in one of those, then that's when you are recycled. You know, you, know, you, you have to try again and, and purgatory might be eternal if, mm. uh. If you never get it right. Yeah, well, that would that would make sense. Um, we got a couple of people chiming in. Night Owl asked, what about coming back as a certain animal? How do you think that gets working into the factor? Huh. Coming back as an animal. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I almost, to me, I think that maybe we start off as animals. We learn primal rage and primal instinct. Uh or perhaps we're allowed a timeout as one of those creatures. Uh, oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Like, what? Think about the simple. If you wanted to take it off, like if I were, if I were to die today, and they said, "What do you want to do? You want to start over?" Man, I'm I'm tired to be honest with you. I've had a life, and I'm tired. And maybe I could take a break. Maybe I'll be a fish, and I'll worry about eating smaller fish and and not much else. Maybe I won't have to think about all the little things. Um, but, you know, there's also some extremely evolved animals on this planet as well. So perhaps it's the evolution when we hear about evolution is our brains evolving from the most simplest tasks to the most complex. And for all we know, there are far more complex life forms that we eventually become. 
That's actually a very interesting take on that. Um, Audio Slave chimed up and said, uh, he was referring to the movie, said that the guy was given a second chance after living a life of corruption and greed, which is kind of what you were just talking about. Yeah. And then he goes down to say, he says, religiously it can be confusing. My father is a stone cold and caps Baptist, but my mother is a Jehovah's Witness, and they only believe that 144,000 people go to heaven. He said he was confused as a child. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> the conflict between a Baptist and a, a Jehovah's Witness must have been extremely interesting. I bet you there were some fun stories around the dinner table at night there. I'm sure. Uh, I've worked with some Jehovah Witnesses, and, and uh, I never asked them this because uh, I thought maybe they'd be offended, but I often wonder, you know, the Jehovah's are always trying to recruit people to become Jehovah's Witnesses, and you're right about the point that they say only 144,000 people. What is it, uh, 12,000 from each of the tribes or something mm -hmm. like that, if I remember my history, will go, but... Why would you want to recruit somebody? Because that may be the person that takes your seat. I'm about to say you're adding your own competition. <laughs> I'd be getting rid of them. <laughs> right? You know? You should be like, man, you should totally start drinking. You know that? <laughs> you ever thought about drugs? You know? <laughs> if one's good, twice is better. Just go ahead. Come on. Yeah. Jordan B. is saying, I have noticed most of the geniuses out there are atheists. Um, and again, religious uh, topics can get a little... Uh, tense, but I will say that I wonder if that is because they are unburdened by uh, guidelines, moral or, or mental guidelines that they follow because of religion. So I kind of take a, I'm like a religious person, but in a light sense, I, I'm willing to, I'm willing to look at all angles of something. So while I have my own beliefs, I don't allow them to define my future. And I think that perhaps that might be why some of these people that are ultra successful um, maybe are not firm believers. They might be sort of believers. I don't know, a, a true atheist, I don't think they exist, to be honest with you. I think people say they don't believe in God, but everybody believes in something, even if it's themselves. Well, so, you can even pronounce God as G-O-D, as good order and direction. I mean, God doesn't have to mean God. Like you said, right. it can be something. And if the higher power happens to be yourself... Believe in yourself, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to push religion on anyone. That's for sure. I had, I had a conversation with one person who was having a hard time grasping that part of it, and he basically listed if if you wanted to do yourself or whatever, but anything that could do something that you couldn't was an easy way to do that. But I don't, if, I don't know if that's what declares an atheist or not. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I've worked with a few who were uh, dyed in wool and swore that they were atheists, uh, but again, you know, there's an old saying in the army: "There's no atheists in foxholes." So I think everyone comes to that moment where uh, where all of a sudden they're faced with that, you know, maybe it's your deathbed, maybe it's a near-death experience, maybe it's the death of someone else where you, you know, you decide you want to believe there's something more. Mm -hmm. You guys are awful quiet out there tonight. I'm surprised you don't have more to, more to say on this. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I'd, like you said, I'd, I agree with that, having to look at every angle. So I think a lot of the geniuses probably look at much stuff more from logic than belief and faith so yeah That's i guess if you, you know if you if you're a, a dyed in wool a baptist or a dyed in wool catholic or any religion uh gosh look at the you know look at muslims and and their fanaticism sometimes can be just as strong where you know they can cause you to do things that you probably shouldn't do or wouldn't do um 
and maybe cause you not to accept uh, or look at, at other possibilities. So. Right. So, have you ever experienced a near death a near death here? I died uh, in 1995 on the operating table. Uh, it was interesting. Wow. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I died. I had a. I have a heart murmur, and uh, and they were aware of that when I went in to have surgery, and they did not want to put me completely under for the surgery that I had to have. But it was going to take several hours, and I uh, I overruled them, which I, I didn't know you could do, but I did. <laughs> I insisted that they put me out. So they followed. Uh, you know, they had me sign off on some stuff, and they, I, they followed my wishes and. Uh, uh, I was okay, I guess, until the surgery was actually finished. And when they attempted to take me off the anesthesia or anesthesia, or how I can't pronounce it, uh, my heart stopped and I expired. And I don't know how long I was out for, but, uh, I do remember, um, I do remember hearing all the voices and, uh, opening my eyes and seeing that, you know, I was there, but I wasn't there. I was, I was not next. I was not in me. I was next to me. And I thought that was very interesting. And I remember the, exactly what they were saying, which was interesting. And then uh, later on, when I was in the recovery room and I woke up, the first thing I asked them was, what the, what the heck happened? And uh, one of the nurses said, you remember that? And I said, yeah. What was said. And the look on her face pretty well summed up what had happened. So, Wow, that's, I'm amazed that you had that recollection as soon as you woke up. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I remembered it. It was the first thing on my mind when I came out of surgery, uh, you know, after. And it was, you know, it was interesting, like leaving was slow. Dying was slow. Uh, coming back to life was quick. Uh, you were you were out of it. You're talking, you know, you're listening to them all. They're all freaking out. The beepers and buzzers are going like crazy. They were screaming for me to start breathing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all, all the hustle and bustle like a TV show would have, you know, in an emergency room. And then uh, all of a sudden, pop! I'm back asleep, back in it. So, uh, so you potentially could have just witnessed your death. I mean, you, you oh, did witness your own death. I just witnessed my death. Yeah, thanks to modern science, I, I got to watch myself come back to life. Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. Did Did you feel at peace? Were you panicked? I mean, what do you remember feeling? No panic whatsoever. No, no, I was totally cool with it, and I I don't know why that was. I didn't didn't see the light. You know, the ceiling didn't open up. I didn't start flying away. I just stepped out of my body and looked at myself and kind of took in the totality of the situation where you get to look around the room and see everyone. I can tell you that there were some panicked people in the room, most likely probably the uh, anesthesiologist and the assistant because they're about to have somebody die on the table. That, you know, that's a lawsuit, I guess. But <laughs> so. Uh, but no, man, I was uh, totally calm about it. I don't know. I I don't, you know, at, at that point in life, um, I don't know if I had to meet the maker, if I would have gone up or down, you know what I mean? And I, I still honestly don't know. There's there's things that I've done that were obviously bad things. There's a lot of things that I've tried to do in my life that are good things, you know, which is probably why I'm right here in this seat. I'm somewhere in between. Right. I wonder if that wasn't part of the plan. You didn't feel a need to go anywhere or be pulled anywhere. You know, you're just kind of there, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, we got um, Michael Root just chimed up and said that his bro drowned when he was six. Told him he remembered looking down at himself while he was laying at the bottom of the pool. That's wow. pretty freaky. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much 
yeah, that's a very similar experience. There's no, there was no, let's go to the light. There was none of that. It was just looking at yourself going, well, dang, I think I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> this, this doesn't look good. <clears throat> Jordan B said above that, I missed out. I'm sorry. He said he's, he thinks that when people face with a life or death situation, they start praying almost as it was instinctive or second nature reaction. Yeah. So I, yeah. I kind of agree. If you feel that, that's immediately where your head goes. Yeah, and I guess that that doubles back to the, there's no atheists in a foxhole. I think we all face that moment in time where we find religion or we start praying that there is religion, perhaps. I don't know. But I, I yeah, I've seen people who are pretty well stoic or uh, tough-looking individuals get uh, emotional when it felt like maybe they were in deep doo-doo. So I think that just is part of our human nature. Yeah, I would agree with that, absolutely. The one, the one thing I do like about the death... Even, even scatter it throughout all the religions. It's always conveyed as being so peaceful. Like I was looking at all these pictures to try to get these pictures up there, and every one of them had a nice calming feel to them. Like there, there was no aggression in it at all. Do you think, uh, well, let me ask you this. Are you afraid to die? Right now, no. No, I don't think so. I'm not in like fear of dying. Yeah. Yeah, me you? either. And I think when I was young, uh, back, you know, like high school and college aged, uh, I think I was afraid to die, but now I don't know. Maybe it's part of getting older. You just kind of like, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, I just kind of figured it's part of, it's part of the whole ride. So I slave just popped up and said, does anyone believe the reports slash experiences that surgical patients have exclaimed to I probably should read these before I start reading them out, shouldn't I? Okay, here we go. Does anyone believe the reports slash experiences that surgical patients have exclaimed to be as far as heavily, heavenly visions or recollections? I guess he's talking about like during surgery. Okay, uh-huh. Um, specifics such as surreal music, painless, and more. I mean, that's a very similar experience like what you had, right? Obviously, yeah. piping right behind that and said, or was it only the amnesia? Yeah, uh... Yeah, and he could be. So, I mean, obviously, when they put you under, you're on some pretty potent drugs. I think yeah. for me, I felt like it couldn't be the drug because why would I have that that brief 60 seconds that was then confirmed after the fact, uh, you know, that I that I had expired and that, I, you know, some of the stuff that I heard going on had gone on. Um, so for, for me, I felt like that couldn't have been just a drug-induced dream or, you know, the, the effects of anesthesia or anesthetics on me but it certainly is possible i mean it's some potent stuff you're they're knocking you you know they're knocking you in the dirt you know you're you are one step away from dead for you know for a lot of you if you're not on a breathing machine you're you're done yeah so drugs they're giving you are pretty potent stuff so it's certainly possible definitely well i, I was thinking to myself um that's why i brought up the point earlier about the each religion has their own views um you know someone who's a southern baptist versus someone who's a hindu their near-death experiences are the same all the way up until they get to the end so I think the brain has a lot to do with it. Like, I don't know if the near-death experience is so much of a religious thing versus it's what your body does. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, I have, I have seen there's research that they said, you know, people, that, that this is just a chemical reaction in your brain, that the whole experience is just part of the, Final release of chemicals that your brain gives out, so that's possible. So they were t they were tying it to vivid dreaming. Yeah, 
Um, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I was just reading it when I saw it. Of course, we did the show on dreams, so I popped in and looked at it, and that's what they're saying. One theory is that it's just a very immensely vivid dream. I hope that's not the case. No, I'm kind of with you. I think that experience should be there. I, I think that I'd like to think that we go on to something else. And but you know what? At my age now, I've come to accept that if that is not the case, that if that when I end, I end. Well, I'm okay with that too. I guess I won't know. I'll be gone. So what? Anything else about that experience you want to share? Anything else you remember about it? Uh, like I said, I was not scared. I uh, was not anxious or nervous. I wasn't excited either. It was just, it seemed very matter of fact. Like it was um, the emotional attachment that you would normally have to a situation uh, had exited. It was just simply awareness that something had gone wrong and that it looked like I was no longer where I needed to be. I almost felt more concerned for the people in the room because they all seemed very, very uh, upset about the situation. But I didn't, I didn't feel that upsetness. I just was there, kind of a very, like, observing a movie almost, you know? Did you make a conscious decision to lay back down or get back in your body, or did it just, you just snap out of it? No, it just snapped. Slow to come out. Uh, it was slow to come out of the body, slow to open my eyes, slow to realize what was going on. Kind of the grogginess there, maybe of the drugs or whatever. But uh, then fully alert for the last, you know, maybe 20 or 30 seconds of it. And then and then just snapped and it was over. Michael Rick chimed in and said he almost got mauled by a pit bull. He said he yelled, oh, God, as a natural reaction. <laughs> oh, cow. Yeah. I, I, I would probably been saying a few choice words other than that. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a whole string starting with that. But, yeah, holy cow. That's freaking terrible. That is terrible. But it, that subject does tie into the ghost. I mean, I guess you're... It, that's what makes it so weird is because it's almost like you can't have an answer for one because then it, it, it unexplains something for the other one, you know? I, I You know, again, if we, if we look at ghosts, you know, as a spirit, you know, if we look at it as that, you know, we, we talked about the other possibilities that ghosts are, you know, imprints, some uh, psychic imprints on material around us, which is an interesting theory, by the way, one that I... I need to do more research on because I just kind of really got into that a couple of days ago and was thinking about that. And, you know, they talk about certain stones that kind of soak up energy and, and that your house might be sitting on a giant granite or whatever it is. And, and I think Waverly had talked to us briefly about that, but I thought that was really cool. So um, I, I don't know that that part seems interesting. But if we go and say that, OK, it's not that if it really is a spirit or an entity that's walking around that is from this universe and not a parallel universe or anything like that. If we're looking at straight spirit, then, uh, then geez, you know, that, that kind of leads us back to, we have something more. The physical body is only part of the equation. And that could almost tie into maybe they didn't, maybe a ghost is someone who wasn't worth getting sent back or something. <laughs> you could come up with a whole plethora for that one, couldn't you? Well, it could be somebody's hell. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, so many, so many weird <laughs> places you can go with the other side, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about it tonight because there's we we could talk for twelve hours straight and get nowhere on this subject mm -hmm. because there is no answer. No, there's, there's no only answer. one way to find out, and I'm not anxious to get there. <laughs> and you know, yeah, the people that actually get all the way there, they don't ever come all the way back, so. 
You know, I wonder if anyone's ever thought to ask a ghost that, though. What's it like on the other side? Yeah, or like, what was the transition like? I wonder if any psychics have ever done that, or I, I would think somebody would have had to have asked if they're communicating. I don't know, but it's definitely worth Googling. I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Audio says, I cannot help. Yes, yeah, night. I'll try to get closer to me. I'm sorry. Um, it says, I cannot help but relive the suicide cult that believed their afterlives were entwined with a comet flying through our solar system. I mean, I remember them very well. Yeah. Heaven's Gate, wasn't it? Yeah, and he, he went on to say, could an alien influence actually persuade the weak-minded? I uh, think that's uh, very possible. I think an evil influence could persuade the weak-minded. I think it does every day. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think the voice in your head's coming from that tells you to smoke more crack? <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. Seriously. What do you? Th- that's evil, man. No, that's, it is, yeah. That's the dark side pulling you in, man. It's, you know, and, and you know, I, people struggle with that stuff. And, it, it, you know, for one person, it's drugs. For another person, it's alcohol. For another person, it might be a sex. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. We all have our, our weaknesses or our, uh, you know, where, where we are weak spiritually that allows those things to come in. Yeah, and I almost wonder, because we, we brought it up when we were doing the, uh, the history show about how, Somebody had said that maybe the bosses or the gods that they had were actually angels and demons, or the aliens were angels and demons. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe there's not many forms of it. Maybe it's just the one form, and it takes on the forms. Uh, you mean like it? It presents itself in whatever in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, whatever way we need it at that time. So whatever weakness. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, that's actually a really good theory. I like that. Yeah, or demons. Like I said, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, probably one of the very few scandals that Art Bell ever went through. That was Heaven's Gate. You know, he had talked about that comet coming, and uh, you know, some people tried to pin that on him. But let's let's not uh, let's not point fingers because honestly, uh, that's their fault. Okay, they they did, they were weak and they fell for uh, a false prophet and uh, allowed him to. Convince them all to kill but, themselves. I mean, you know, all playing aside, we all think they're crazy. We, we laugh at them. But, I mean, if they truly believe that, then they died happy, right? So they died doing what they thought was right. I hope so. Hell, for all we know, they were right. Yeah, I mean, you never know. They, I mean, they might be on the alien spaceship right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm brought back to that movie, Dude, Where's My Car? Have you seen that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's that's Ultron. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gosh, that's a long time ago, yeah. It just, I mean, just if you think of that psychological aspect of it, I mean, regardless of whether they're right or wrong, they went out believing they were, so. Yeah. That's more than most people can say. True, yeah. Oh, uh, what's the, uh, what's the old saying? Uh, live for, no- live for something or die for nothing. Yeah. Well, I guess they die for something, even if we all sit here and say that it was the wrong thing or it was a false uh, prophet, but, geez, who knows? I guess we'll find out on the other side too, right? Yeah, I guess we will. I mean, the one thing about the after the near death and the afterlife and what we've experienced and come back, they've all been very uh, similar. It's yeah. not like aliens where it's all described a different way. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like ancient history and ancient religion. They intertwine. They, you know, all cultures have similar stories. The flood story, for instance, we've, we've talked about on another show. You know, we have Noah's Ark, but every culture, every ancient culture has the same flood story. So tell me that that is based in a, a, a pure myth or a pure fantasy. That's, that is an event that occurred that has just been 
translated so many times and retold so many times it's changed depending on the location the story was told that's right the actual event itself did happen though yes definitely so when we want to talk about gods and devils you know when we go back to talking about what we talked about you know a while back that perhaps the sumerian gods you know were aliens and that some of these stories if not all of them possibly i don't you know none of us were there could all be based in that sort of stuff uh night owls let's see let me catch up here so audio slate popped in says the, the show ancient aliens discusses the possibility of alien influences on religion on more than one occasion yeah, which is yeah, exactly what we were just talking about right absolutely yeah um yep. night owl popped in and says i don't know if i mentioned this or not but when she had her accident she flew forward off her bike and a white came to her when she hit the ground everything went black huh. interesting like a flash i'm guessing you had a big flash right before you hit the ground and hewlett baker just joined us welcome hewlett hey baker. bud glad hey you hewlett. good to see you man i'm glad to see everybody here tonight i i don't i'm you know i'm sitting in a car right now but I, i'm glad <laughs> that people are still chiming in i'm glad you guys showed up after last week i really hate that happened yeah, you know, tactical difficulties, but we've got uh, almost two months' worth of shows in the bag now, so it's not bad. Not bad at all. And so this one will go out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, well, good enough. Well, let's see. So what else do you think about when you think about the afterlife, Eric? I think it's, uh, I think it's just a test, man. I think this whole thing is just a test. So I think there may that, be no afterlife at all. So we're in our own afterlife. No, I think that that life is something much bigger than what we are allowed to uh, understand right now. So I think when we come here, if we roll through this trials and tribulations of of life here on Earth, I think that that is something that our spirits go through on a quest to something much, much, much bigger. Could be heaven. Could be something. I mean, something that we, our little minds, can't comprehend here. Yeah. So. That's, that's just rough to think about. That just adds more questions. Yeah. An already mind-boggling subject. Yeah, I mean, you're talking this, uh, a mystery as big as the universe. Oh, okay. really, I think we got a call, Eric. Let's oh, yeah? Work this out. Yeah. Hello? Jamie, can you hear me? Hello? Hey, boys, how are you guys doing? Oh, there you are. One second. Let me add him back here. Uh, are you doing all right tonight? Yeah, I'm doing hey, good. Jason. Hey, Jason. Hello. Okay, here we go. Let's see if this works. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Jason? Uh, I was trying to Hello? Do... Oh, Eric, there you are, buddy. Hey, yeah, buddy. Right. We got everybody here now. Cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jason and Chris. Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric, this is Jamie. Jamie's on the phone with us. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Where you been, buddy? <coughs> oh, gosh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man on a mission. Yeah. I got a uh, uh, comment about this uh, topic you guys were uh, talking about tonight. Yeah. I had the... Um, out of body experience back in Murfreesboro, where I use where I'm from. Um, I had a, a brain a brain problem. Uh, I have a AV shunt. Uh, it's a um, shunt that pumps uh, fluid off my brain. I have hydrocephalus, and my wife uh, Night Owl uh, 
caught me laying in the front yard talking to a figure that was not there. He said that uh, your time here is done. Come with me. And he caught me talking to the figure and telling him, no, I'm not going anywhere with you. Wow. I'm going anywhere with you. It, Leave was, a black it was a black figure. So she could actually see him. No, she didn't see him. I did. I didn't see oh, okay. She didn't see anything. I did. But wow. she saw you physically talking to somebody that wasn't there. Yes, she 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 come back home from the grocery store with some friends of ours, and I kept telling him, "No, I'm not going anywhere with you." Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, crazy. And uh, all of a sudden, I looked to my left and I saw her standing over me, yelling, yelling at me, telling me, "Get the f up, get the f up." If you know what the F stand for. Oh yeah. Wow. And all of a sudden, I felt her grab my arm and pull me up off the ground. That's definitely sounds like a close call. Right. And all of a sudden, she turned toward our friend, our friend and said, give me an effing phone. I'm calling an ambulance. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of F-bombs. Uh, there was a lot of F-bombs <laughs> that day. Well, I, I appreciate you calling sharing that experience with us. That's amazing. And oh, tell him I met the white light. And she met and she met the white light. Oh, okay. <laughs> My accident. And she and her and her accident she's talking about. Okay. Wow. And about twenty minutes later, there was ambulances and fire department come uh, came to our front yard, and the doctor told me that your shunt had malfunctioned; it busted. And I oh. dealt with the shunt problem for about. It was about it was about a few months until they finally fixed it where I wouldn't die. Wow. The brain the brain was drowning. My brain was drowning in brain fluid. Jeez. We got a comment coming in. Jamie says, Wow is right. Where are you now? I am in I am in I don't know if he's talking to Audio Slave or someone else. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she might be talking to Audio Slave too. Yeah, she was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm in Nashville now, and I'm doing pretty good for the past. Uh, the, the The shunt they put in now has been in been in my head since 2012, so it's doing wow. pretty good. I was in Nashville earlier today. You've been there seven years, and you didn't think to stop by. He didn't. Stop. He didn't think to stop by. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that's where y'all were, man. <laughs> uh, we're we're in Madison, Tennessee. All right. We're near the Kentucky border. We're near the Kentucky border. That's it. I was out right near the Kentucky border at about noon, and I'm I'm on my way back right now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've been in, we've been in North Carolina several times. I go to a hockey tournament up there every cool. March. So, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, pl- I play I, I play sled hockey, and we have a tournament out there every March. So, but we'll be that's there. Ne- we'll be there next year, though. Sounds good. Yeah, we're well, we we play in Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right, right in the middle there. Yeah, we play. We play in Raleigh. We play. We play. Uh, about five teams every year out there. Uh, it's right in the middle of Ra- Raleigh. Including the guy that's called Wolf, and you know who he is. Yeah, and including the guy that's called Wolf, and you know who he is. Very cool. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you calling, and sharing that experience with us. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Thank Take you. care. All right. Bye. All right. Now let's see how I switch this over. Um, 
just ended. How do you usually switch that, Eric? Uh, if oh, they okay. if he hung up and just went away, there you go. Yeah, if they don't hang up, you have to hang up on everyone and call me back. Okay, yeah, I think he just hung up, so I think we're good. All right. So what do you think about that? Wow, just all of a sudden there's a black figure standing above you saying, come with me. I'd be worried about it being a black figure. Wouldn't you? Yeah, it didn't sound very uh, very reassuring. Sound, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They talk about uh, what's the uh, the Grim Reaper wears a black cape. I guess it could be uh, a, a visualization of that. But just any time I think of a black figure, I think of a demon or something bad, you know? Or angels are usually portrayed in, in, uh, in history as white and demons red or black. So... Uh, that part did spook me a little bit, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, glad that he didn't go. Glad yep. that he still was, right? Glad he had a little bit of fight left to him. <laughs> yeah. When it ate your time, it ate your time. Audio slave piped in and says his parents live in, I'm assuming that's Charlotte. So that's it, about three hours away from here. It's really not that bad of a drive. Yeah, Charlotte's like three hours from Raleigh and three hours from where I'm at. So not a, not a bad trip. Big city, big city. Yeah, it is a, it's a nice city. It's a whole, really nice area. Yeah. Except <laughs> your parents to... probably tell you about the crazy weather we've had, about three days of freezing, and now it's like 70 degrees a day. I don't know how that compares to Florida. Shallot. Oh, it is shallot? Shallot, is that what he said? Or wow. sharp? Okay. No, he said not Charlotte, it is shallot. Where's shallot at? I'm not familiar with that one. I'm not familiar with it either. What's the next biggest city near it, I guess? Huh, interesting. I'd be curious to know. I lived here my whole life. I should know that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never experienced any kind of near death or anything like that. So I've not really yeah. had the privilege. I've had the out of body experience. Yeah, you know, the problem with the near death experience is it's about four heartbeats away from a full death experience, and I don't think <laughs> anyone wants to rush into that. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I'm not Absolutely a fan. Not. Absolutely not. Oh, Jamaica dog. Uh, I've got my uh, YouTube. Yeah, you Jamaica dog is here. I see this. I clicked on it when you all hung up on me. It works great. Oh, it does it good. Yeah. Jamaica dog's here. Good to see you, man. Welcome back. Uh, south of Wilmington. Okay, so that's okay. about six hours from me. Probably about, what, three from you? Yeah, it'd be about the same. Yeah, three, three and a half. It's really not that far. It's not that far at all. All right, guys. Well, does any guys have any experiences you want to call in and share with us? We can go to break real quick and come back and do some open lines. Or what do you think, Eric? Yeah, I'm ready. I got to get out of this car and stretch for a minute anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll go take a break and come back. And if anyone wants to call in, call in after the break and then uh, yeah, we'll call right the nerve. Yeah. Okay, so tonight's music. Isn't working. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> oh, no. That's our intro music. We all knew that. I couldn't get it to play off the web. This is, uh, and I have to get the access to uh, Marky Shaw's library, so I'm going to start playing that again. But in the absence of that, this is from freemusicarchive.org. The band is called E.P. and the song is called Living Die. It's actually a very pretty instrumental, so we'll leave you this with the break. Cool.
All right, that didn't play, and that's why I tried to get it on the playlist. So let me get one second here. We'll take just two seconds. Welcome to the jungle is right. All right, guys, here you go. This should play. guys isn't that pretty i know you can't hear it eric but yeah you know i've never been on this end of the mic man it's kind of a bummer not hearing the music <laughs> oh do time right do time yeah, well, it's like sometimes it's uh it's kind of cool man it gets you in the mood you know i don't know i guess uh i've never had that so that's 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 weird being on this side of it but I hope everyone else enjoyed it and i'll certainly listen to it on the playback yeah no i was enjoying that as well always kind of I've got a whole library from that place just for me to cruise through and find some really good stuff. I would encourage you guys to go check it out. There's a ton of talent on that website. And they just give their stuff away. It amazes me. All right, so... Anybody brave enough to call? That's kind of what we're hoping for. Somebody call us up and tell us about your experience. I know that some of y'all have had them. Or, or even if uh, you've heard a good story about it... Uh... 
Yeah, call and share it with us. Call in and share it with us. I know there's scientific explanations for it, but there's, there's got to be something to it, I think. Yeah, it's bigger than science, man. No, I agree with that. It, it, like I said, the whole fact that they're all, I mean, they've all pretty much to pick, to pick the tunnel. And they all pretty much to pick the light. I've not heard of a near-death experience that didn't, have you? No. I mean, as far as uh, a crossing all, over. You know, sometimes there'll be, uh, I have heard of one where um, a dead relative is there. Oh, really? And, yeah, I, I've heard that one where, and that's kind of a spooky one to be. Uh, but, yeah. Did he say anything, but did he talk to the relative? or? Yeah, like they were trying to guide them, and then the relative would tell them, well, no, it's, it's not time. Yeah, it's not time. So that's wow. that's pretty freaky. Yeah, that would be very freaky. That would definitely make me think there's more to it. If I was, my relative was in the room with me, I, I think that would freak me out. Yeah. Well, looks like we're going to be dead. Man, I can't believe it. No one wants to call in, huh? Well. Yeah. I know you said... Do what? I said I'll leave it up to you. Whenever you want to call it, call it. I know you're sitting in in the car on the side of the road, so you're probably better to get on heading back, aren't you? They're probably thinking I'm homeless at this point, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, what can you do, right? Well, next week is the Art Bell tribute show, right? Yeah, that's going to be a good one, guys. So, uh, well, assuming that everything works... Got a lot. Art Bell passed away a year ago uh, next week, and uh, in fact, right on the date of the show. So we're gonna do some clips. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some fun, man. So I think I think next week's show will be great, and we're just gonna have some fun. I don't know, copyright infringement, be damned. We're doing it anyway. So uh, stay tuned. If you're an Art Bell fan, you'll love next week's show. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming and joining us. Appreciate yeah, all your time. Eric, you drive safe. I will do, man. Take care. All right, buddy. Use one.